0: Welcome to Marsha's Plate, a black trans-inclusive feminist podcast. A place where we know that not everybody is invited to the cookout. And we also know that every single day is a brand new day. And we have the power to make a difference today.
1: So let's do this. A new
0: day, brand new day. Make it better than yesterday. You can always Find a way to turn it all around again. It's a new day, brand new day. Make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to start over again. When the sun
2: rises, you can start over again. A new day You can make it better than yesterday A new
0: day It's a new day new day There's a way You can turn it around Trust me There's a way out There's more time Just don't give up When the sun rises A new day You got another
2: chance
0: yeah, A new day A new day You got another chance to join the conversation, you can hashtag Marsha's Plate. You can follow us on most social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Just search for Marsha's Plate, M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. Y'all ready? Let's
1: get started. Hey. Hey. Peace, peace, peace. What Ooh. is going on? Obviously, you know, this this murder of uh Tyree uh Nichols out in Memphis. Yes. Um, that's that is, you know, just really sad. Heavy in the uh, news rotation, heavy on the yeah. online
0: conversation, heavy yeah. in uh, um motherfuckers posting that video, which I think is so annoying. I like I yeah. get I get it. I know why, you know, it's important for folks to see but um it's not important for me to see i don't need convincing um um so i haven't watched it because i don't want to see that but in my history with the internet sometimes it's unavoidable because honey people will turn it into clips people will turn it will post it just randomly post it and i think sometimes their intention are good you feel what i'm saying their intentions are good, but. It's not very, and they, it's like, almost like they think they're sharing it for good, but I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm triggered by it. That's too extreme, but I just don't want to see that stuff. So I kind of leave it. I don't, I don't want to click it. So I know that Tyree was murdered by cops, beaten. I have seen his mother. I have seen that they have been charged. I I have seen that even though I have been avoiding. <laughs> um I have seen the gist of the stories. What have you experienced when it comes to the online conversation?
1: I too kind of have was for a minute avoiding. I mean, I also had a death in my family last week. Uh one of my closest cousins passed away. Like, you know, like We grew up tight, you know, so I was kind of processing that and, you know, with this uh, murder, you know, I kind of was like, I too was kind of like, let me just, I need to chill, get myself some space away from this pretty intense. (laughs) Mm. But, um, but yeah, no, I've definitely seen some of the conversations. Oh, and wow. also, I, 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 we had a death in the community
0: as well. I recall yeah. out of uh, San Francisco was finding in her found in her apartment, um, unalive, oh. and uh, it wasn't a homicide. It wasn't you know foul play in regards to that. And I do a lot of work with the Trans District, so seeing her seeing that we lost her was really really mm. heavy this is this was this week yeah <laughs> and so yeah. it's like gosh this this is constant i think i put on my uh my my page death 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 It's like uh, on a national level we're talking about death on a inter-community level we're talking about death and then you know any kind of grieving process that comes with your own personal grieving process if you've lost somebody recently it's just oh my freaking god so just deaf 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 death. it's like oh my god what is going on
1: yeah yeah definitely i actually ended up watching the video um i was watching i watched this show called in class with dr carr it comes on saturdays on youtube youtube with him and um Karen Hunter, who does the stuff in like serious with the Urban View stuff. And so in that conversation, I really appreciate their conversations, because, you know, it's just like black people talking about stuff too. Um, but you know, he uh Dr. Carr was like, he was like, I'm gonna see the video. You know, he thought about Mamie Till, about her being like, you know, keep the casket open or what have you. But also like. Um, you know, and everybody has to do what they need to do for themselves. So I'm not mad about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I did not watch it right away. Um, but you know, in the sense of like, I'm not. This is not my personal family. You know what I mean? So I think I'm gonna do my due diligence for myself and how I'm situated in it for me as myself as an individual, and see what happened. Um. Because I'm gonna acknowledge, you know, whatever. For me, that's how that works. So even though earlier for me also I was like, I can't watch this. But when I did watch it, it was because it was a collective kind of call to watch in that space with in class with Dr. Car. You know what I mean? It wasn't like me at home as an individual, like you mentioned earlier, which has been the situation of scrolling or I'm seeing this. No, this was like a, a community, a collective grieving in that situation, which made it for me a lot easier to kind of navigate versus kind of being by myself.
0: That makes total sense. That makes total sense. I can see that I, it wouldn't work for me. I just don't want to see it. I'm like, I don't I don't see the value in um, for me, personally, mm-hmm. I don't see the value mm-hmm. for me. Like mm-hmm. I see the value in other people like if that's their way of processing it. Um, Absolutely. Um, but for me personally, i I just don't see the value of me seeing somebody either murdered or me seeing somebody um beat period i I just don't see it i used to share stuff like that like look at this this is ridiculous and in my mind i thought i was doing a service of making people aware of it but then Mm -hmm. after a while so many stuff was happening that i'm like y'all aware
1: but it was—I mean—but at that time, but at that time, it was a tool and it had that kind of power. But the yeah. power has gotten the, the power of it has been diluted, diluted. Definitely, uh, as a tactic, it doesn't work in the same way. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, these was these was five black cops. There were some white cops involved too, but it was mainly the five black cops that were who murdered him. You know what I'm saying? Who whooped his ass? Like we're joking about it into it. And they are dead on arrival, period. When they go to prison, if they don't go to prison, in the community, like, it's, it's like, I feel- Do you I believe that? Do that you bad. believe in that jail justice exists anymore? No, I'm just saying, like, they're going to go. I'm saying, I'm saying somebody is, they're not going to last long. First of all, they're police. Second of all, what they did to him and how they did it and how it was very cowardly and picking him up and hitting them and doing all this other crazy ass shit and like, you know, joking about it. And be, yeah, that was fun. Like, y'all ain't gonna last too long. <laughs> I, know, I
0: was talking to my friend the other day about know. that. We were, we were talking about gonna this particular it. story and I, don't I just don't believe either. in the, um, the jailhouse justice no more. Motherfuckers ain't getting shanked like they used to. <laughs>
1: I'm just I, saying, like I, just I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I don't th- I don't know diamond because I mean, you know, folks, you know, you you know, folks in prison now with technology, folks have access to social media in mm.
0: prison. Uh, so no no no, just, it's not about them yeah, not I, knowing about it. I just I'm just I don't saying know. back in the day I used to believe in that, but when the it last happened. time you heard about cops getting wore out in the prison that go to prison. When the last time you heard about a story, you used to hear about it more. Like, oh, they got yeah. them while they were in prison. We ain't yeah. heard that. Them niggas in there. It's too many niggas, too many soft niggas in there. That don't, it, it don't, <laughs> it don't. They it ain't they like they used to be, honey. I don't know. I just don't. I don't hear about it when I talk to people from you know from the inside dudes mm-hmm. that I fuck with. Dudes that I know, it's a different hey. vibe like it, than it used to be.
1: I mean, you're fucked up on so many levels on that level, right? And but Memphis do you believe in black. capital punishment? No. All I'm saying is they still going to get fucked up. That's all. <laughs> Somebody cousin going to fuck them up type shit. It's going to happen to them in prison. You're black. You in Memphis. You in fucking Tennessee. No, they're going to get fucked up. I don't think they not going to. They might not die. But they gonna get fucked up. I don't want to say I hope,
0: but I, I'm not saying know, I just, I'm not
1: saying that either. I'm just saying like you know. I'm just saying
0: that I don't see that type of street vengeance. There's a lot of stuff that I see that I feel like, why is this mofo <laughs> still walking around? Where is the people who get community accountability? Yeah. yeah, it used to be, you know. I, mm, I, don't. God, how do yeah. you navigate this without being problematic? Look, I've said this many times in my history as an activist. I'm one of them people that is not turned the other cheek. I am not a nonviolent <laughs> person. I is people like George That's Zimmerman. A, yeah, I feel like he shouldn't be walking around. Kyle
1: Rittenhouse should not be walking around.
0: I, they, I'm like, but these but that, people, but, I'm,
1: but but they and they stay in white spaces. I'm saying in prison though
0: prison I know but I'm talking about in general just the street retaliations yeah. ain't doing what they used to do
1: but you got to go into the white people area to retaliate against those two okay
0: Which they coming in, in know, our area
1: where it is out excuse me
0: I'm just <laughs> you saying you gotta like, do your due, you know, diligence, due diligence to make stuff happen you know you gotta <laughs> be <laughs> I don't know yeah, I just feel yeah. yeah but then that's a slippery slope because if you open that door then it's like oh
1: then opened up the door back to vigilantes, and, vigil and yeah, it just exactly. goes back and forth. I don't know; it's hard to navigate. But the expectation is that somebody gonna fuck them up. Now, will that happen? I don't know. Should it happen? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not in mm-hmm. that. I don't believe in violence. I'm a pacifist. But I'm just saying, like, usually, that means you probably gonna get fucked up. Like, yeah, okay. I don't know. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer, like, he was in the shower. Like, they just let that happen. That was back in you know? when was that? That was back in the day i'm just saying that, that was a while ago i'm just saying they let it happen you know what i mean though like. i think like these people in prison now
0: are a little different they they are a little okay. different i don't know okay. i don't want to okay. call them um weak but you know <laughs> that may be problematic but it's a, diff- it's a different culture today. it's a different culture than it was back in the day mm-hmm. it's a little different mm-hmm.
2: um yeah can you talk though, about you No,
0: know, no, before we get off this subject I want you Mm -hmm. to talk to, to about the idea, the uniqueness in this case where the murderers are black. And when people are talking about how, you know, we talk, there's a, there's a both and and situation. So there is, we always talk about black people can't be racist. Okay. There's one element, but then we also talk about, white supremacy can be dominant in a room without a white person being there.
1: Mm-hmm. And people can have internalized racism. Yes, Internal, yeah, internalized exactly. race, nationalism.
0: You don't, in the same way that misogyny can be in a room without there being any men there. Mm-hmm. It is, that is just, that is that, mm-hmm. it, that is just how, the existence. So Absolutely. how can you explain to the audience how they might, if they're confused by that concept, can you explain
1: that? The history of the police in the United States comes from slave catchers, quote unquote slave catchers, people you know, trying to track down Black people who were escaping human trafficking, right. aka slavery. After slavery ends, and after they pulled the troops out from down south, because for a minute they were there, because they were like, the white folks are acting wild, we got to keep them down here. That's when we get post reconstruction and vagrancy laws, and they had Black people Helping us overseers and all that kind of stuff to like help catch black people trying to escape enslavement. So there's always gonna be, and there always has been, black people supporting the institutions of white supremacy or white nationalism and racism, often because they have they're sick. They got internalized Mm -hmm. racism, they got internalized, you know, white supremacy and and all this kind of stuff.
0: Let me let me add. To your point about how it's been Black overseers as well, but also mm-hmm. that it is, it has always been Black people in spaces to push production and get some type of um, benefit from pushing productive of the labor of slaves. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we, we you know, one of the images that we contemporary images is in Django, that, you know, the character that Samuel L. Jackson played. There mm-hmm. is a comfort that Samuel L. Jackson as the in that character, I can't remember his name, but um, that character, there was a comfort that he was able to have by his proximity and being loyal to his boss, to um Leonardo DiCaprio. And so, because of that, there yeah. is—you know—that is almost like an elitism. Like they—they—I they, am a certain—I'm t- a certain level of nigga, and why is this nigga on that steed? That's that steed. Why is he? Why this nigga on this horse? And that's why when Jamie Foxx came up, he's like. Uh uh-uh. uh, this nigga is doing too much. We, I'm the, I'm the head NIC here, <laughs> and this nigga, and oh, yeah. I can't even oh. ride horses. Why is this nigga riding up in a horse? And there's a, there's a level of um elitism that gets created, and I, I'm going to talk about in my subject today. I'm going to talk about elit- elitism, but in the trans community. But I, I want, I wanted to emphasize that point that there has always been um white people. Using black people in the space to get either production and you know, like you said, findings slaves mm-hmm. and da 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 da. To using black people to uphold the status quo and the order of society.
1: Absolutely, and they do it because they're like, I'm living in dysfunction and despair, <laughs> and this is my way to, this is my uh lick on how to navigate dysfunction and despair. It's mm, fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's a fucked up way to do it. I feel bad for them because it's like these are you know these black folks that got are fucked up in the <laughs> head. head. You know what I'm saying? Like you had so many other ways that you could navigate dysfunction and despair and post traumatic slave syndrome and living in a community that's like like you dealing with some bullshit. Right? Like <laughs> so I no, I'm not excusing them. I'm just saying like in the in that sense, scenario in like, contemporary you know, times like, though i think it's yeah. different now
0: i think i think i could i could i could sympathize back in the day because the the circumstance was a little bit more dire in this situation i think it's more um subtle i think that because people don't know um their history because if or don't care about it and this is just a job to them they're ignoring the whole system of what the police state and the, the, the state The police state being an arm
1: of white supremacy. They think that's their lick. That's their way to like figure it out. Like they figured it out by becoming a police officer, not understanding that. And I'm not saying there aren't police officers who are black who ain't on fuck shit or who who try not to be on fuck shit. Let me put it like that. But what I am saying is like, okay, there's a whole bunch of other licks you could do, right? Like you could. I don't know, but whatever. You don't have to be a fucking police officer to like make it, you know what I'm saying? Or to not be stuck in the, in the, in the, everybody just trying to make it right kind of scenario. Um, but it's like, it's kind of like brainwashing, you know what I'm saying? And also understand that,
0: understand where you are in the scenario. Like once you become a part of this. Even if you are, we, we love to talk about the bad apples, but even the good ones are bad because they're a part of a bad system. They could mm-hmm. kill you just doing their job. It's, and they have, It's not about their intention. It's not about yep. their heart, what they would do if they had the choice to do it. This is their job. And the structure of the whole system of policing is skewed yep. towards messing over black people. Black people. exactly that's for, what for it is and death. so even yeah. if black it's death g- and black pain exactly. exactly so it exactly. doesn't matter if you are a good cop a bad exactly. cop a mediocre cop an amazing cop whatever kind of cop exactly. you are you are a part of the system you are mm-hmm. a part of the situation it's not mm-hmm. you don't have a choice once you take this this position you are now a part of it good or bad so mm-hmm. aim to me ain't no such thing as bad apples yes there are some people who are intentionally bad in- intentionally mm. exploiting their power intentionally and yes do i see some officer finley ass who may not intentionally <laughs> um you know be out here trying to kill people
1: you know oh, yeah. also also but also these cats were on this quote-unquote scorpion unit so this wasn't like the regular ass police which right, they decided is, to this do This is the, the black ghetto boys good old boys right Right. So this was their quote unquote. I said like, I didn't really know much about this scorpion. You never heard of that or anything, but you're saying that's that specifically was targeting the black community, this scorpion mm. uh unit. They got rid, they just the police chief who's a black woman was like day one or day two, they're fired. By day five, we're disbanding the scorpion unit. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like one that shit. Um
0: even her, like, yeah. The fact that there was a scorpion unit that you knew about and it took this to be able yeah. to dismantle it. Yes, they have you putting yourself yeah. up as now she's the black woman face of this Memphis department because she the chief. Well, well
1: she's yeah.
0: she is the chief. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> even her. Yeah, you can say all the good stuff now, but it's because this was caught on camera. Mm. It's because somebody died. If he didn't die, that boy, we wouldn't have this this response. If he just got beat and didn't die, this could have been covered up in so many different ways. And so we wouldn't have this response.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. I just think because of the camera. And see, their are over fucking policing is what got them caught up. Because some of them turned their fucking cameras off. But them CCTV cameras that they got in the fucking hood caught them whooping his ass. Mm. that's what got them fucked up. So that's hilarious too, right? So like you're over policing of black people Caught you even though you turned your police cameras off even my cameras off these like, tactics don't work like we you know right. it,
0: it was the issue that, is oh, the police. Oh, police is the police right. It's not the cameras or we have to be to, Yeah, we're glad that they on can can see them but if they can cut them off and kick somebody ass what's the purpose of them
1: and there are no consequences right. <laughs> what's the purpose but i'm of saying like but they i'm saying but it was just yeah but they didn't even realize they were still being filmed right they were still being filmed by all the extra cameras that they have in the hood at least the whole fucking situation is set up to cause harm so it's like that part got to get addressed under the that guise of part, protect and serve exactly that's the part that has to like it's like i don't know how you can you can't really get around and the majority of people that get killed by the police are white people you know what i'm saying like they kill black people disproportionately yeah but like the police kill a lot of people every year people period in, 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 period right and so it's like and that's not normal quote-unquote for like a quote-unquote western whatever, whatever, you know, type of fucking country. This place is supposed to be a court mm-hmm. apparently, right? It's not normal in Europe. It's not normal in the other white lands for the police to just be like killing people, people just killing people at the mall and all this kind of, that shit ain't normal uh, even amongst the other white people in the world.
0: We just did the database and it a huge proportion who are murdered are murdered by police the ones that you know that are not killed by their intimate partner the yeah. other ones are killed by police, by police.
1: Mm-hmm. so that's mm. wild what data is that diamond the inside of data out?
0: that i was a part of <laughs> um you know, find that
1: data.
0: yeah we did a lot of work with that and so it's just it was very very difficult it is not was it is very very difficult for me to see this happening over and over and I know I'm not the only one feels like this and it feels like we're getting numb it feels like you know it's almost powerless it feels powerless but you know I I pray for you know healing for his mom Mm -hmm. and I love how she was like you know everybody says that their son was a good boy, but my son really, really was a good boy. <laughs> I thought that was sweet. And so, yeah, just, i shout out to his
1: mom. Yeah. Ta- tactics definitely have to change, right? Like we're in a different phase or some shit. So the tactics that have been used, the 2020, any other like the tactics have to shift as we continue to, uh, like for liberation, like we got to shift the tactics for 2023. Yeah. Anything previously like that. Might, Hasn't might worked. Not, that ain't working. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah. You know, we got some internal, we got internal work to do, but we all know what this external situation and that is set up to do nothing but crush us. Yeah. So, <laughs> <you know? laughs>
0: so. so tell us what y'all have been experienced in regard, experiencing in yeah. regards to this Tyree Nichols Situation. Um, Hashtag Marsha's Plate. You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Now listen, I know that what is basic trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. (laughs) What's
2: basic
0: for me in this life could be just the beginning for you. So let's talk about passing. What is passing when we as trans people are blending into society we live in and others don't know that we are trans just by looking at us. We are passing when we're talking about passing in the context of the transgender experience, we are being compared to cisgender people, the norms, the averages, how tall we are, how our facial features, just everything about our presentation of our gender and understand that no matter who you are, you are expressing your gender. These can be our physical attributes that we are born with or that we can manipulate with surgeries, with um, medication, with exercise, you know, the physical stuff. The stuff you really don't have control over or science and technology can help you, you know, work some of that stuff out. But it's also stuff outside of your physical body that you can do to express your gender as well. Things like how you adorn yourself, what clothes you wear, how you style your hair. How, do you wear makeup? Do you not wear makeup? Do you wear heels? All these things that can indicate your gender. None of this stuff that I'm talking about is exclusive to trans people. If you are going to the gym, so your chest can be big and arms be buff and legs look strong and your back can be wide and hips look narrow, so you can have a more masculine physique. You are trying to express your gender on a physical level. You're trying to manipulate your body to give a more masculine manly way of looking. You are trying to manipulate your body into what society has deemed an attractive male physique. If you're living in a feminine experience, if you are getting implants, wanting to get a BBL, wearing waist trainers, keeping your hair extra long because you feel, because society has said that short hair isn't feminine, you don't cut your hair because long hair is the feminine way of expressing your Feminine gender, wearing heels so your legs can look longer because you're short. Most of the things that you are doing when it comes to looking attractive, you are fitting a standard. Some people fit that standard in a extreme way. That's when we get into the extreme plastic surgeries. And some people fit those standards in very, very subtle ways. Wearing a dress or a little bit of makeup, wearing a suit. Whatever that is deemed the normal style of your gender. Usually when cisgender people are doing this, they are trying to fit a particular beauty standard, a way to be attractive. And these are usually rooted in what we have talked about many times, those systems of oppression, white supremacy, sexism, all that kind of stuff. But trans people usually are expressing their gender in a way that is aligned with their affirmed gender. It's not necessarily rooted just in the beauty standard. It is rooted in anthrometrics, anthrometrics being the average measurements of a human individual, because we're not just trying to be pretty. Or more attractive. We are trying to look like your everyday person in the gender that we are transitioning to. And this is especially true for people who live on the binary. There are some people who do not subscribe to the binary that, you know, their expression is gonna be a little bit more aligned with whatever they want the f- it to be. But for me, a woman of trans experience that lives her life on the binary, I want to navigate the world in a way where when I go out in the public, you just see an everyday human woman. So if you see me in public and you can't tell that I am trans, that means I am passing. Most of us who care about passing is because it gives us access to a certain level of normalcy, a certain level of safety. Because when people can tell that you're trans, they treat you horribly. They treat you like shit. They can stop you from getting jobs. They can harass you on a bus when you're headed to work. They can over-sexualize you and assault you. Now, as a woman, cis or trans, we go through that. But imagine also if you are a trans man and they clock that you're trans and now they feel that they have the right to have access to your body to show you how to really use that body the way it's meant to be used for by nature. So you get the idea, people assuming you are trans can put you in a lot of unsafe situations and so a lot of people emphasize their passing ability and get all the surgeries so they can look cisgendered to be able to not deal with the negatives that come along with being trans these problems that come along with not fitting in the cisgendered heteronormative box of your physicality or your gender expression Are not exclusive to the trans community. There are many cisgender people who go through problems because they don't live up to that heteronormative standard. Think about women who have particular thyroid diseases or, you know, multiple syndromes or medical conditions that force them to have a beard. Or cisgender men who, you know, they have a medical condition that. They grow breast, or they have thick pear-shaped body types instead of the classic broad shoulders, small hips. When you don't fit the standard, these things can open up a lot of negative engagement with the public. There have been many viral moments of cisgender women going to the bathroom and being harassed because they are assumed to be trans, because they don't fit the heteronormative, cis-heteronormative ideals of beauty or looks, and somebody thought they're a trans woman. And because we're in a culture that harasses trans women in the bathroom now, they are being harassed because they are not fitting the standard that somebody, whoever was looking in that bathroom, to their mind, they weren't fitting that standard. And so they're now are being harassed, transphobically harassed. So not only does passing have to do with how you want people to perceive you and what you do to get that perception, but also how other people perceive you based on their own standards of what a man or a woman is. Passing places the burden of unrealistic gender beauty standards on trans people. A standard that many cisgender people neither meet themselves or expect other cisgender people to meet. So in conclusion, simply passing is when you are a trans person and people can't tell that you are trans. That is passing because you are quote unquote passing for a cis person. And this has been Trans 101. You just brought up, we got some internal work to do, child, and we do. (laughs) We really, really do. So recently, there was this white trans woman that got um, harassed by her neighbor because she used a women's bathroom. I have to add here that it was a single-stall restroom. I think that's important. She, you know, when you first glance at her, you probably would assume that she was a man with long hair because she had a pretty no, I know pretty a lot of stubble on her face like as far as a beard it looked like
2: mm-hmm. and
0: so she was sharing her story on TikTok about how you know she just went in there to use the bathroom when she came out her um her neighbor was like that's the women's bathroom and um she had asked her you know what was what was what was the problem and you're not a woman no you're a man and disrespecting mm-hmm. her and she went off on the lady and the response from a lot of the trans community has been real weird to me Mm. and real weird in regards to you know them really almost it feels like victim blaming to me it feels like they blamed her having a beard they blamed the transphobia on her having a beard almost 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 implying that you should have shaved you can't expect people to treat you certain certain way if you run around with a beard and da 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 da. So, I have a whole video response on my TikTok for that. You want to check it out? Blah blah blah. But I want to talk about what made what it made me think about because I don't want to regurgitate what I talked about on my other platforms. I want to mm-hmm. talk about a little something deep, a little, same vein, but a little something different. Um, because i see this as a problem in our community trans elitism trans elitism refers to like the belief that some individuals or group of individuals are inherently superior to others and deserve more privileges or power this attitude can manifest in you know common forms that we know about such as like cultural elitism intellectual elitism social economic elitism all those kind of things while it may be appealing to some people to be considered part of the elite group at the end of the day elitism has tons of like harmful consequences one of the main drawbacks of elitism is that it reinforces existing power structures and perpetuates inequality by placing more value on passability in our community and beauty in our community those who hold those views are often unwilling to consider alternative beauty when we talk about colorism when we talk about people not getting treated with respect because the they're darker or not getting treated respect because they are fatter. These are, these are, these are what we are talking about. They, they get Mm -hmm. to creep into our community and Mm -hmm. uphold these power structures. And so when somebody holds the, this kind of elitist beliefs that this is the type of trans woman or trans man, when it comes to them passing, these are the ones that deserve respect. When we hold those kind of beliefs that you have to assimilate to cis heteronormativity right. in order to That's even it. get respect when we have that kind of belief what it happens is it force it makes people unwilling to consider challenging their own bias because you even as a community member are telling them they're right so if this cis woman is saying ah oh, you got this beard and you're coming into the women's bathroom when all she right. told her was i'm trans she didn't say she didn't cuss her out, she said, I'm trans. So, you know, look, I'm going through a depression because she has a whole video about her going through a depression and she didn't shave that day or whatever. And right. so and so, what it tells that woman is if she hears how the trans community is responding and this is not hmm. all of them, but if she right. sees videos of trans community saying, you should have shaved, you should have looked like this, you should have put on makeup, you should have, all this stuff that she should have yeah. did, it right. tells that cis woman that I was right. I can cuss every trans person that I think doesn't <clears throat> look the part. Yeah, I can cuss them out and challenge them and disrespect them. And I think that that is a problem in our community that leads to lack of diversity um, yep. in the decision making process of advancing us. It can further marginalize already, you know, an already marginalized community. And additionally, it can foster a sense of entitlement and lack of empathy towards people who don't pass, who don't feel pretty enough to be considered trans or respected. They are always considered the lesser. They are always considered inferior. That can be that can have some long damaging impact on individuals who are subject to that kind of um, rhetoric, that kind of belief system those of us who are constantly told that we are not enough, especially trans people, we literally come into this world, you know, the trans community, focusing on our flaws, focusing on on how much we don't look like the gender that we're going to. What, how much surgeries are, how much surgeries are we gonna have to have? How How much they're gonna cost? Do we have access to that cost? how do we have uh, how many how long we got to be on hormones when is the hormones going to start working can we afford the hormones to get the work to be to do to start working how long can we be on them (laughs) how can we afford to be on them? we all these flaws that we are trying to fix that is we come into this game focused on our lacking Mm. from our internally and so when we go, and that's another issue that I have with like the boss, the boss scene, because while back in the day, it may have been needed so we can prove that we can be just like you. I don't think it serves us now. Now, to me, it fosters competition. It creates a toxic culture in which people are encouraged to constantly compete with each other. That's why we can't build relationships, especially. Mm, I want to. I that might be sexist for me to say. Um, I was about to say especially trans women, but I see it in trans men too. But I, I'm speaking from a trans woman's perspective, and I and so I see it more between my sisters because I am a woman, and so a, as a trans woman, I see that competitive nature because we have set a standard of what is beautiful. What is what is a trans person is supposed to look like how your passability is how people treat you better. And I don't think that's okay. I don't think no, that federalism that's that's okay. is right.
1: That's, that's fuck shit.
0: <laughs> it's fuck shit. Because yeah. why that is a problem is because everybody's definition of femininity is gonna be different. Everybody's definition of what a woman looks like is gonna be different. Everybody's everybody's yeah. presentation is going to be different. And even if I want to be this perfect, pristine, ideal, picturesque, feminine person, as a black woman, mm-hmm. I'm never really gonna be able to do that because I'm not a white woman. Um, as a plus size right. woman, I'm never gonna be able to do that because I'm always gonna be this big black girl. And so, um, that in that regards i'm never going to be able to fit it but just say i fit it to the level that i can sometimes i'm going to be rushing out of the rushing out of the door and i can't um if i have laser but that's because i was a fucking prostitute and was able to fucking afford to get laser but some what if i didn't mm-hmm. want to do that and i couldn't afford mm-hmm. to get laser i only got enough money to pay my fucking bills maybe right. i need to go out and do something and I overslept and I just gotta get up. And maybe it's a little, and no. I couldn't put no makeup on. And I and I got a little stubble on my face. And I gotta go to the bathroom. I, I didn't have enough time to hit my fucking razor on my face. I didn't have enough time because I got life shit that I gotta work on. I gotta meet right. this, I gotta get to this appointment fast enough. I gotta go get my medicine. I gotta go to my doctor. I gotta do something that life has life. pressured me to do. Yeah. Life shit right. that we all do. Do you just because I got this little stubble on my face and this bitch in the fucking um in the this bitch in the fucking bathroom sees my stubble, did that give her permission to disrespect me just because right. she clocked me? No.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Once exactly. I tell you that I am trans and I'm not causing you any problems, I'm just coming into this bathroom to pee. And I want to add again that this was a single-stall bathroom that she chose so she wouldn't have these problems because she's in there by herself. And these people still harassed her. There was never a time when somebody was at risk because she was in there by herself. So even if they thought they were at risk, they weren't because she wasn't in there with them. Exactly. Your response should be, oh, my bad. I thought you was a man. I'm sorry. I apologize. Even if that's it, you ain't even got to say that much. You can just say, oh, my bad. But... I, oh, I felt unsafe because you, I'm sorry, you present, um, how you're presenting just confused me and, I'm, and I apologize. I'm about to get up out of here, have a great day. <laughs> but the fact that she says, I tell her I am, I tell her I am trans and she turns around and said, no, you're a man, you were born a man. That is yeah. transphobia. That is the problem. Period. Period. It is not the hair on her face. It is not you
1: not being able to Come pass.
0: On. And us upholding that,
1: And saying that transphobia is valid. It's saying that transphobia is valid. It's just bullshit. Exactly. Absolutely. That's not appropriate.
0: That's not what we are working for. And if you are working for that, then you are a part of the problem. You are a part Mm -hmm. of the trans elite. You are, you are saying that you have to be at this level for for us to respect you and for them to respect you. And even Mm -hmm. if you like, that's just the reality of the world. Yes, it could be the reality of the world, but there's a lot of reality of the world that right. we are bucking up against just by being trans.
1: Exactly, just by existing.
0: Just yeah. by existing.
1: I mean, shit, as black people. Facts. Um, we
0: talk about that logic. The reality of the world is that you're not supposed to be born with a penis and be a woman. But here you are, tipping around, telling people you're a woman and claiming that identity by your logic. All the negative that comes for trans people is justified because you are not going with the logic and reality of the world. These are the rules, baby. That's how it that's how it is. We're breaking the rules by existing.
1: <laughs> you know, I will say this about I mean, I'm not as I'm not really super tapped into the ballroom scene. Excuse me. And I know that it varies by region. To me, it's like, okay, if you got this control, okay. Like again. I'm not. You know, I'm not speaking to somebody that's like, you know, what I'm saying like I ain't nobody's houseman like that. But to me, like, okay, cool, I can see value in. This is a controlled environment space where we doing. This is what we do in this space. But when you take that shit outside that space, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like this is specific for this space. Cool, because you could even say, I mean, depending on regionally, and what kind of place you're going to, you can have similar kind of shit going on with drag in the drag community too. So it's like you know but there's also places where it's like yeah you have some of that toxicity but it's also like balanced out for the most part with like this is about this community blah. blah, 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 blah. people just trying to make their money you know what i'm saying (laughs) at whatever bars and stuff they're definitely working with or whatever it's like i can understand keeping in the space or whatever for the specific purpose but like outside of that or just and i'm not yeah because there's a lot of people that do do that outside of that and there's people that don't but like even
0: on a on a social level so i i always you know people hate when i do this when we do this this find the parallels in other people's experience or other identities that you share look Mm. there was a time i remember i've made this point before i remember not me because i didn't live during this time but i Mm. but there was a there's a push towards it there was there was a time when assimilating you it was a life or death situation assimilating you wouldn't survive if you didn't simulate
1: but also you couldn't get access to your hormones if you did i'm, was, I'm like, talking about further back. Certain back thing, day. Go even go further if, back oh okay 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 so, okay talk about okay I'm well yeah life blackness. or death
0: just as okay, a black yeah, person, yeah, yeah. assimilating into the white culture, assimilating into how a woman is supposed to act, assimilating into how a woman is supposed to dress, assimilating into some of these ways, the cultural ways. If you did not do those things, you would die. If you did not mm. do those things, you would not get access to resources. If you did not do those things, you wouldn't get jobs to be able to feed your family, to be able to. Till your land to be able to, whatever. If you did not adhere to the cultural norms, you would not survive. There was a time when you had to get your hair straight. Period. Natural hair of any kind would not a job. If,
1: if, yeah, for if a uh, certain class, yes. Yes, <laughs> the class stuff too. Yeah. yeah, yes, you wouldn't be getting this job that could feed you. Yeah, you can
0: be a maid and cover yourself up with your scarves and da da da. But if you were trying to get these elite, better paying jobs, you had to look a certain way. People work their ass off for the Crown Act, people work their ass off for us to get to where we are in 2023, still fighting the battle, people still getting fired mm-hmm. for hair or getting discriminated on hair, but we have come so far from having to be forced to assimilate where no resources will get to you. We have come so far. And so when it when it comes to how you how you're supposed to how you're supposed to act, how you it gets to we're getting to a point where we may not have to co-switch and be respected. We're getting to the point where, you know, how we dress, we we can be a little bit more colorful. (laughs) <laughs> we don't have to be just in blacks and browns and grays and be considered professional. We can have a, a, you know, we can just we can we're able to do a little bit more and still be taken seriously. And I think now, as a as the trans community, and that's and I was just talking about black. As a trans person, there was a time when passing was the standard and you had to or you wouldn't survive. Mm-hmm. But we are not there anymore. We are we are somewhere else where we are trying to push the system to do better. Mm, I don't
1: know. I, I was. I don't know if I would say we're not there anymore. I think depending on where you live, I think it depends on you know your age. I think it depends on a lot of your demographics determines whether we're you're not there or not. Because some folks just are in their bubbles of there or not there. You know. Um, you know. Yeah. I mean,
0: I don't know. I feel yeah, it's, it's hard. It, yeah. I'm not saying that, yeah. that somebody doesn't exist in a place where um they have to pass I, I i think that there is a there are definitely locations and places where you have to do that i just left egypt and i think that that's one of the places but in I mean, america
1: the, depending on where you live i mean to keep your job you know and all that. in
0: america i feel like you have other options to take i think that it, it may be harder choices to make to get to those options but to me opposed to other countries i think that here in america if you could be in a rural place you can go somewhere
1: and find a better option. I will I I I will, yes, I I agree in the sense that I knew for myself, my young trans self, not knowing what that really meant in the future, I knew I had to leave within the realm of the continental <laughs> United States. Yes. I knew that not as for me, and as far as my and my house and my me as a, my body and in my individualism, like it wasn't a safe place for me to be uh myself. Right mm-hmm. in the way that, you know, yeah, like I was like I had to go, um, and I had to manifest that and work hard for that to happen, uh, for me, and what I'm not saying it ain't working for other people, but for me, that's what I needed to do, um. So yeah, I get what you're saying, but I, I, I the only reason I push back a little bit is because like I know for like when I was there and depending on where I was living in the state, you know, I was like, okay, I know I can't get certain needs met here, and I know I'm gonna have to kind of like, wait until I leave to like, be able to be safe enough. Yes, totally, you gotta have a plan. Me, right? Yes. I feel like it was safe and I I was in a safe place to fully, you know, do my jam, you know? Yeah, no, I totally get that certain situations
0: it is not safe to be out and be up and then no, I totally get that. But I'm talking about seeing more options, seeing more options to explore. Do you have to have a plan to get from point A to point B? Absolutely, yes. But there was a time when there were no options that i saw and yeah. over I think, this time um we are la- now literally seeing way more possibility and, models than we this, had back in the day
1: and this is where i do think where it's like i think you do a great job at this and i think we need more of it is more education for for our community not for cis people for non-trans people to learn about trans people but there's a lot of folks in our community that just don't have access like who are just don't know like you just mm-hmm. said like don't know about don't don't and are isolated and don't you know and might only hear about stuff through us right or you know like not have or you know and so um yeah that's that's what i wish for for 2023 and moving on is like getting more information out there about different possibility models for trans folks because a lot of folks just really don't know or are might be used to, not everybody, but some folks, you know, might be used to like, hey, this is how I know how to navigate. This is what's comfortable and safe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't want to rock the boat too much because I don't want to like, you know, screw my life out. You know, you know, I just got a little stability. Um, but yeah, folks, you're absolutely right, Diamond. Everybody, we got, we got more room. We got more options. We, You know, yeah. got to tap in and like, you know, tap into, you know, community stuff. Don't always got to be perfect, but You know, there's stuff out there. We got, we do have a different, it is a different situation. Then and we well, got And as years ago. As, yeah. What
0: I don't want is for us as a community to be the barrier. Yes. Exactly. Since exactly. people are going to constantly be barriers because they are exactly. the status
1: quo. They are. Right. The because then let's talk about the internalized transphobia. Yes. right. And so it's like, and I understand how I, I will say, particularly in trans men communities and trans masculine communities, I've seen it manifest in ways where it's like, I'm just, just trying to protect myself. Do what I got to do, do that. So I just keep a super low, you know, to no disclosure situation. Get in, get out. Do what I got to do, which I get cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But in terms of what you were saying about blaming the person, was well, like I have seen situations where people are like well, happened? They should have known, you know. Well, they didn't. They didn't wear their binder. What they think was gonna happen? And it's like, the fuck are you talking about, dude? Why? Right. <laughs> Why? What are you talking about? Like, what in the fuck? And it's like, but I'm, I'm and, and, and and when I've been in conversations with folks around this, it's like understanding that the, a lot of that comes from internalized transphobia. Where does it come from? It co- often comes from a place of hurt. It comes from some trauma. Right? And so this is some defense shit, but it's like, yo, it's some fucked up defense shit. So let's find another way to deal, deal with it, because
0: that don't got to be the response. And I don't want to be like, I'm preaching to other people. Like I've gotten to this elite status of understanding. No, I had to work on this. I had I'm to still work, working. Right. I'm work in progress. <laughs> I have to, there is some shit that confuses me, but I have gotten to the point where I don't have a negative response to it. I've got, look, I remember I had a friend. I had, I had separate friend groups when I was younger. I had the friend group that could pass and I had the friend group that could not. I am. I'm go when I go to the straight club. When I go to certain p- parties. When I go to certain events. I'm going with my passing girlfriends because it's less problems that we mm-hmm. have. We get through them. The boys don't come up and call us men. We we get we get to be treated like quote unquote cis women. Even if we're getting called, we're not getting called men. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we, we're having this amazing mm-hmm. experience, but. I wouldn't call my homegirl who I thought she was clocky. And then it got to a point where mm. she's kind of asking me, like, why you don't ever Wait, ask me fuck? to go yeah. out? Right. Why you don't? I be wanting to go out too. why you don't ever ask me. And I don't want to say, oh, girl, because honey, they're going to be wearing you out. Or because then, you know, being becomes hypocritical because have I ever got clocked before? Fuck yeah. Right. Hell right. yeah. Not all the time, but I have. What if my Mm -hmm. extremely, extremely passable trans girlfriend did the same thing I'm doing to her to me? And so Mm -hmm. it becomes a weird ass, you know, it just it becomes this weird ass spectrum. And so I had to really fight in getting to the point where I'm asking every one of my friends, do you want to go out? And if you do, then I know that maybe I'm going to have to deal with some bullshit because it's my friend, but this is my friend. And and this comes with dealing with the bullshit kind of like we expect white people it you know if they if some racist shit happened, I expect you to get in the way
1: <laughs> because you white and they might respond what to you it, different how did what for you in your like understanding and evolution and just kind of you know get into a place to understand, oh wait, no, this is fucked up, like oh shit, I gotta change some shit.
0: How did yeah. that happen
1: for you? you it was know?
0: i know I, mean, I remember exactly what it was we were in a We was, years ago, we talked about this on the show, but for new people, I was in a Walmart with her. When I saw a group of people coming towards us, I split away from her. Oh, wow. And I went on another aisle because I didn't want the issues that was coming. I just came here to give me something to drink. (laughs) <laughs> I just came to I just came to shop. I don't wanna deal with this. And it's not like I was mean to her, but I left her on her own. So when they saw her, they got her together. They didn't get me together. They even came on my aisle, but they didn't clock me. But I heard them, that's a man, ugh, monster. All this kind of shit. They were saying weird shit wow. about her. And I'm sitting there like a weakling, <laughs> not saying anything. Mm. When my friend, they're being rude to my friend. What kind of friend is that? And so in that scenario, it made me confront my own personal biases. It made me confront my um, Mm -hmm. own cowardice. It made me confront my own politics. Do you believe in what the fuck you saying or not? Do you believe that trans people should be safe no matter where they are in their transition? Do you believe that or not? Because if you feel like- it, mm-hmm. it that is the you know that is okay for them to do to her just because she doesn't pass or doesn't do the things that you do to be passable, then mm-hmm. you believe that standard and you're upholding that system. I yeah. didn't want to be that anymore.
1: That's what's up. That's powerful. Thank you for sharing that. like that's powerful as fuck. I mean, I mean, also like I was saying earlier in that conversation with um some other trans men and trans masculine folks like black folks you know, the trauma, right? It's like this, what's coming up for me in this moment is trauma. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what's happening. And like, like you said, like, I'm, I'm gonna have to address that different, like, I'm just gonna have to be different, because I don't want to be an asshole to my friend. And my policy, you know what I mean? And these are my politics, I want to be in alignment, which takes work. Yeah. Like, you know, it actually takes part. That's why it's good to not be like cutting people off and shit and being like, you know, I'm just, it's like, well, you know, you know, you need room for growth. Like that takes, you know, process. <laughs> like, shit. And it,
0: and it, it's not her issue, her, her exactly. to help me grow. I didn't make it her issue. I right. intentionally said when I'm going out, I'm going to intentionally ask my friend if she wants to go too. The crazy part is because she was so insecure about her looks, she never said yes. Mm. Because she was so insecure about her presentation, she didn't want to deal with the straight shit, too. Right. She didn't want to deal with that shit at the clubs that we were going to. But that ain't my issue. My issue was how am I maneuvering with my friend? Exactly. And so I wanted to make sure my actions reflected my beliefs and reflected what i wanted to um how i wanted to be perceived in the world to myself not just to mm-hmm. her to myself mm-hmm. am i being a hypocrite mm-hmm. on the inside of me if you running around and you taking your wigs off and you got you bald under your under your wigs and got male pattern baldness and um you got all of these flaws that you flaws that you hide which is okay it comes yeah. with fucking comes with the territory motherfucker but mm-hmm. you want to be respected if somebody just so happened to see you with your fucking lace front off. Do you still want them to respect you as a woman? Yes, you do. Right. right. You still want that respect.
2: Mm-hmm. But I ain't
0: going to go outside like that. Yes. But what if something happens where a fucking tree rips your wig off? That literally has happened <laughs> to me.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm tipping down trick. thinking I'm that bitch. And honey, the, <laughs> now, I had hair under my head. but But let's say I didn't it still yeah. was embarrassing
1: especially not the, not if, you are, if
0: you're a woman who is attached to having hair do you see what i'm saying yeah. so yeah. honey i'm tipping down yeah. the street and i'm getting in the car and honey the branch is right by the car and baby snatch my whole motherfucking wig off my head damn <laughs> and we're in front of a restaurant where the windows the, the tables is right by the windows so everybody see it happening. so <laughs> Should I be respected in that situation? Of course, my folks gonna laugh because it's a comical situation. But say that somebody clocks me or whatever. Should I be respected just so just so because you see a flaw of mine? I just I just want us to be very, very conscious of how we respond to these things that we Mm -hmm. see happening to other trans people. We do not want to be, you know, upholding those barriers to our people.
1: Right. Right. We just don't. We all got work to do around our own internalized transphobia. We all got internalized transphobia because we're people that live in a cis normative world, yes. you know what I mean? And so and we all dealing with trauma from like transphobia and all that other stuff, and cis had, you know, cis that normativity and all that bullshit we got to support each other we all we got we you know what i'm saying we we can't be uphold this bullshit. Right. <laughs> and it's Look, a process it's work you know
0: it is a dangerous 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 mindset to have um this kind of trans elitism um that harms both individuals and the society as a whole it is important to recognize and challenge those kind of elitist attitudes and to strive for a more equitable and inclusive society in which everyone is valued and respected. That is what we're trying to go for. So if you Mm -hmm. find yourself saying things like, that's just how it is. This is how the world is, baby. That's going to happen. We're trying to change the world. We're trying to do something different. (laughs) We're trying to set another standard. We're trying to have hope for the future. Why the fuck you think we are doing all of this? You may not be, if you just sitting at home doing nothing, cool. But if you claim that you are activists, activist, if you claim that you are trying to leave a better world for our future children and future community, we're trying to do something different. And sometimes that starts with us. Absolutely. Hashtag marches plate. <laughs> what? <laughs> the way you said that, though. honey Over it. <laughs> Mike, drop, okay? I said, half of these motherfuckers ain't as passable as they think they are.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about that.
2: That's what,
1: oh. <laughs> Woo. Okay. <I'm... laughs> I was on the Twitters and I saw a post uh, by Mix come out coach and they said black folks swear they don't understand quote they pronouns and in the same breath be like i was with ray ray and them we the (laughs) dams yeah yeah and i thought that was too funny and so there's a whole thread uh we'll have the yeah we should we'll have the link they said somebody said my son watched creed once and now everybody and everything is a John, John is gender neutral. LOL. <laughs> that John, that John is,
0: you know, that John is popping. John is a is gender neutral. It is. There's okay. A couple of gender neutral expressions.
1: Yeah, and they said, and are quick to use they and them when trying to hide who they talking about. <laughs> hmm Uh Okay, they said because nobody understands non-binary somebody that don't want to know one of the uh one his girl to know one of the homies wasn't her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah they over there yeah they at the thing <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny um and you know super black you know what I'm saying? because it's definitely in the in the context of our community and governance structure for some folks in our community and uh yeah it just reminded me too just like a like trying to explain things and when we're talking to other folks that are close to us um, in our lives like my sister had one time at one of my sisters asked me some stuff around being trans and you know if i went to like trans 101 or like if i was in like the formal officially trans inc the website says to say this <laughs> versus just talking to her you know in a casual way that was like relatable and like chill like that's totally different um but um anyway so i wanted to get your thoughts around you know yeah how do you yeah like how do you talk to folks in your family or you know folks in your you know that aren't trans about being trans that you're close to or your inner circle because i couldn't you know i did it's funny because it was really early in my transition too and there were folks who were close to me who were like definitely also doing like lgbt Ink related, whatever social justice work type shit back, back in the day. And I was in that before I transitioned. So some of the folks was trying to tell me, and this is other black people that weren't trans, trying mm-hmm. to tell me, oh, well, you should have to her with like, here's officially what to say. And I'm like, well, you know, that's weird because this is my sister though. And y'all are <laughs> not trans. You know what I mean? But you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, it, it was a little weird. Um, but also, I think also is, Anyway, I don't want to go too much on the tangent, but just also connected to the elitism, also connected to this idea kind of, you know, uh, centering kind of white middle-class academic-y kind of language as the standard to talk about stuff as it relates to trans people or LGBTQ people. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Like, uh, I thought the thread was hilarious and it definitely was like us talking. It was like an inner community conversation about like, you know, they know they know about it. we the N like Randy, right, right I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not gonna catch that at the DEI training, you know what I mean? Like that's not I'm talking to my family. I'm not I don't want to talk to my family like they had a training for work or something, you know. The people I love and stuff, you know. I totally understand
0: that, and I'm not going to um how I talk to my family or people who I love or people who I care about or people who I wanna spend the energy to labor to teach.
1: I think that's exactly. very, very. Yeah, I think that's that's really what it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you approach teaching? Like, yeah. Someone, oh, what? G- good example. Here's a good example. Talked to a cousin recently, because family member passed away. Oftentimes, you know, you end up talking to some people. If you're talking to some people, like, oh, I ain't talked to you in so long, such such. I just didn't understand. Why would you be a boy? You was a pretty girl. But why would you be a boy? Do you have a dick? (laughs) All
2: right, cuz.
0: Did you have a surgery? All right, cuz.
1: Did you have a doubt? They take it. it, You still got a, uh, you know, the Uchi. (laughs) Like, I'm like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? The official book says that this is transphobia, and the whites say that I should, this person does not love me anymore, and it's their, you know what I mean? It's like, no, I'm like, cause, listen, first of all, That's just stop. tacky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we all got a tacky-ass auntie, yeah, uh, uncle, yeah, grandma yeah, you that know, we love. You know,
1: yeah, and it's, you know, and they, and but could, because I know that they're being sincere. They're not trying to, like, fuck with me. They're not trying to end me up. They're not trying to be, you know what I mean? They, like, sincerely are like, I ain't seen you in a month of Sundays, <laughs> and now you got a beard? New I have like, you know,
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, I got. <laughs> that's when I saw you was kids. You was a girl in <laughs> a right. like
2: you know, with titties. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you know, but I'm just saying. So yeah, so you know, I mean, that's a more recent example where it was like, you know, like, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. So how, you know, like, how do you navigate those things? You know what I'm saying? So I'm with with, with folks you love who are, you know, being sincere. Yeah, I want to emphasize
0: like you need to I'm not invested in everybody in teaching everybody. I'm not invested in being the uh, honey. A placeholder for education is every time it comes up for somebody who doesn't know. I am not that I am not a person who's going to be standing somewhere. And every single time, Oh, this is a teachable moment. No, I'm not that person. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes I'd be like, Oh, this is a teachable moment that I have the energy or I have the space to do. Yeah, that (laughs) is not all the time. And so Mm -hmm. with people that I love and I care about, I definitely have more patience. I definitely have more, um, mutability around how i talk about things and and what i'm going to be offended by what do you um, mean
1: by mutability
0: um not being as rigid okay not being as um you know rigid about my rules as far as pronouns and da 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 that like i have a i have a, a great aunt she's older she's in her 80s and you know sometimes when i'm at her house she misgenders me Mm-hmm. but she used to misgender me and call me my old dead name. Now she misgendered me and calls me diamond. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So she's coming along yeah. and she's yeah, growing. Exactly. But you know what? Progress. <laughs> but you know what? Every time I come back to Indianapolis and I need a place to stay and I ain't got no money for no hotel, guess who house I could stay at?
1: Her. Listen, you know, this is, you know what? Mm you saying that and also thinking about what we talked about about that pew research study too about how like black people you know you had a majority of black people saying i don't think that gender can change after you're born Mm -hmm. but yet the majority of black people saying trans people don't have enough rights or you know have come far you know whatever who no Mm -hmm. the majority of black people did not say trans people got too much that's the majority of black people did not say that um but that made me think about uh, maybe a potential another topic, but just like there are so many people in our community that are like for face value, transphobic or face value like homophobic, but like purposefully, intentionally are there for queer and trans people through jobs or op- different opportunities. And it's, it's just kind of wild, to like the contrast because it's like a principle thing for them versus like a human thing for them sometimes mm-hmm. but anyway it's interesting hearing you talk about your aunt like and like their actions likes- may not reflect what the the transphobia standard and and
0: i think that's totally true i think you know because there are some people who like she's she's my not my one example but example that's perfect like i said if i if i'm hungry and i want something to eat i can go to her house and eat any i can I can go to her house and go to the refrigerator and go in there and grab me something. I can't do that at everybody's house in my family. Right. You right, don't live here. Right. You don't just be coming in my refrigerator. I can do that at her house because yep. I'm welcome. I'm her family to her. I am family. She's known me since I was a child. And so it, it is an openness that it just exists within our relationship. And yes, and my probably to the day she died, I'm going to be like, it's, it's she, it's it's her, <laughs> I, I finally got her to say diamond. She don't call me my old name no more. Yeah. It, it, we, yeah. we, we, we're we working on it. And so um probably, you know, probably will forever work on it. But I know that she loves me. Exactly. I know that exactly. she is. Exactly. um. And when I explain something to her, sometimes she'd be like, I get it. And sometimes she'd be like, I don't. And especially with language. I want to talk about language a little bit i think we have to understand because i hate people to act like language is just this rigid fucking thing language is a <laughs> living entity that changes every year every decade is some new words every decade it's some new connotations to the word look none of us was especially mainstream motherfuckers none of y'all was using woke woke was particularly very black exactly very very black but now woke has a whole different connotation because white people not got a hold of it and made it um negative it is it, it, now it's fucking, um dog whistles for blackness <laughs> yep. so yep. and progressive yep. so woke yep. identity and woke. woke,
1: woke. that's because it got gentrified exactly and, it, and, and and the russian bots the russian bots they knew how to target folks to go to the end with yes. the quote, wokeness right and so yeah yeah so in regards to that i feel like yo
0: like you understand that language changes it is it is a thing that we know changes we, it, it has changed in our lifetime we ain't calling folks jive turkeys no more
1: we ain't right. we ain't well, oh you got you got a couple old heads still here, <laughs> you know, talking that Let's talking that good good in. game from back in the day
0: <laughs> it is those things it language shifts and especially yeah, exactly. as black people black people know we have our own language i know people try to demonize in, in comparison to um american white standard english they try exactly. to demonize how we talk but it you know our our the way we speak it is shown to have its own rules its own structures and we exactly. follow a pattern you right. know even in recent years there's a, and the there's way
1: we think too Yeah, the way we think too you're not just gonna tell me to say i'm okay with x if i don't understand why and that's why a lot of black people be like i don't support this but i do support that because you're not just gonna tell me for a blank fucking value or face you know what i'm saying for face value if i don't understand it exactly i'm gonna say i get it don't
0: and even in recent years it is this growing recognition that our language aave is a legitimate language with with schools mm-hmm. and universities even offering co- courses for you to study it um it's important to acknowledge that you know that we have to respect what we bring to the table and as black people We know from a racial standpoint, we know that our language is important. We know that because of the erasure, we know that because of the understanding, we know that how our language is us, is our culture. And as trans people, it's the same freaking thing. (laughs) I want y'all to understand that, that we are are adding nuance to a language that that is not useful enough. It is not expansive Mm -hmm. enough. And so we are adjusting some things and language adjusts. That is what it's for, because the point of language is to communicate. And so if the language is not expansive enough to communicate my existing existence, I am going to change it. I'm going Go to explain some things in a different way, give you a new connotation, give you a new expansive idea of its meaning. And we do that all the time in language. But when you mm-hmm. are resistant to it, it's not because you're to the language changing, because language we language change all the time without our permission, without our agreeance, without anything. It changes all the time. But you don't want it to change because you, your ideology doesn't believe your ideology doesn't believe in me as a trans person as a or you don't believe in non-binary people you think that that's some hoax or some kind of fake stuff or they're confused and so you don't want to accept what you already do when it comes to using them as a plural you already do that exactly. shit, but you yeah, don't want exactly. to accept it for them be, not because you don't want to accept the language changing or you want to be grammatically correct no you don't care about fucking grammar y'all fuck up grammar all the fucking time so all the damn time y'all barely can read and fucking write and fuck up grammar all the time and so just because you do that but you really you really only are against it because you are against the ideology that people can be gender expansive that is what you're against not the language you don't care about correcting grammar you just want to be an ass (laughs) and so for me i want us to understand that language is expansive and so when i'm teaching people i talk i try to meet them where they are i try to use something that is relatable to them what do they care about how can i how can i use my intellectual brain and find something that is a see-through line a through line to what they are interested in maybe if it's some young little teenage boy that's into sports how can i use sports as an analogy if it's um my great aunt who loved to quilt how can i use sewing as an analogy i try to mm. find something that they are already into and they understand the social structure or they understand how it works and find something that is a great analogy for how something we do is what we do works <laughs> how do i how do i make them understand it from where they are and I'm only mm. gonna do that for people who I care about, and so that's how I find it. I'm not gonna use some tool that somebody else gave me because I live this life. I know how to explain this life. I'm a, I'm a black right. woman. I
1: know and that's not a for, that's not a formal interaction. It's no, informal. it's not. It's right. informal,
0: and so I'm gonna be informal in my in my approach as well. And so I might call my aunt Tacky. <laughs> uh, yo, yo, Tacky ass child. and make a joke about it and let her know and make her feel comfortable and and -hmm. and still 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 hold boundaries still say well my name is diamond and yeah you know i'm gonna force you to uncomfortably stagger around my name i'm I'm gonna that's not a boundary that i'm gonna let go i'm gonna say Mm -hmm. my name is diamond every time you say something wrong i'm gonna say my name is diamond i'm gonna cut Mm -hmm. you out like somebody else but I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say my name is diamond. So you're going to get tired of that. And eventually you're going to get it right. Eventually. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So I, I just have a little bit more patience and I don't believe in just letting them go because you uh-huh. got to teach them. I don't believe in just letting them go. Just saying, uh-huh. Oh, I just let them do it. Cause I just, so it's so hard to get people to change. No, I am not. So, you got exactly. a mother. She just had a birthday either yesterday or the day before yesterday. Um, um what's her name angela davis she just had a birthday and she honey she old and she be on her inclusive shit. so i don't give old people an excuse (laughs) it is some inclusive old people yep that's true that's true that's learning new languages every day that comes with intellect are you smart or are you not and i don't dumb people down Mm -hmm. i don't care if they don't have education we we know how to talk to people We know Mm -hmm. how to talk to our people. We know how to Mm -hmm. make them understand. And so for Mm -hmm. me, that's what I do. I try to, I just have patience while keeping my boundaries.
1: Okay. You know that that, (laughs) that's a word right there. Yeah, That is a word. Well, let us know how you connect with people in your inner circle, your family, your loved ones, you know, you know, how do you relate to folks? Um, you like diming, you know, like just trying to meet folks where you where they're at, you know, but also like keep them firm boundaries. Have you grown your approaches like have it has it changed over time? Um, Let us know. Hashtag Marcia's Plate. Give me, give me, give me
0: euphoria. More than peace of mind. It's the joy and space to change the tide. Give me, give me, give me euphoria. More than peace of mind, it's the joyous space to change the tide. Give me, give me, give me you a feeling and the high can never come down from. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, Jay. So, what is bringing you euphoria this
1: week? Ah. Uh... What's bringing me euphoria this week is kind of getting into the rhythm of. I started a new job recently, and I'm kind of now feeling like in the rhythm of the week, Uh, and kind of settling all these things, just kind of resettling. That's that's bringing me euphoria because I'm like, okay, 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 because you know you kind of get used to a new gig or a new uh, schedule. It takes some time, but um, yeah, like I'm feeling just more settle into it. And that's bringing me a lot of euphoria, Cause I feel like that leaves more room to do other things <laughs> in, in life outside of work. Now that I kind of have a, a good rhythm with it. So what about yourself? Mm. What's bringing you euphoria?
0: Uh, so I just sent you a picture on our messenger. Okay, okay, okay. Can't wait S- to see. So I got this new hat. Cause I'm really into hats recently, and it is tall as shit. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it is tall as Full shit. Church. Okay. And I went to the mall yesterday, right? Yeah. So I went to the mall yesterday in that hat, and everybody was looking like, "Damn, that's a tall ass hat." Like, I was feeling like that girl. Yes. And so I, I, I'm in this restaurant. I'm there by myself. And I come. Uh-huh. The host is um, the host is seating me. So she's like, she had already given me my rides about the hat. She was like, oh, that hat is so fly. But I come here yeah. all the time, and I'm always fly. Yeah. So they always be like, yes, you always doing it. <laughs> so okay. nice. I walk. Pa- I, they they're walking me to my table, and I hmm. walk past these two black girls, and they turned into a whole little yes bitch (laughs) they turned into this whole little cheerleading squad and was giving me my life and just giving me so many compliments and they uh they just was so cute and i was like right so this hat (laughs) is from essential i posted it on my um my instagram and and i just love 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 this hat so that the hat yes it gave me euphoria but my interaction with the ladies and they got up, even when they got done eating, they got up, damn, I'm burping. Even when they got done eating, (laughs) when they got done eating, they got up and came to the table and said, baby, keep doing what you're doing. You are fly as hell. You look Uh, like the shit. Ate my food and walked out of the restaurant and walked around the mall. Here they come again. She was like, see, this was meant to be. (laughs) More (laughs) affirmation, more (laughs) affirmation. affirmation. (laughs) yeah so they were they were leaving at that point, point. and so it was just that moment with that black girl moment when you see black girls we do it when we go on trips and we see black girls mm-hmm. on trips we do that when we wherever we see black strange stranger black girls there's an instant connection. I loved it and that little moment gave me euphoria because it made me feel extra black because how we were responding to each other. Yeah, I know. That's right. It was very right, black right. girl. Come on, teased, yes. All that kind of stuff. It was so yes. dope. And that gave me euphoria
1: this week. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. That's an amazing euphoria. Okay. Yes. We will
0: see y'all next week. Make sure you check out. Um, my, I won't say it's my new podcast. It's not new. We've been around, but we just started back recording um chasing (laughs) threads i'll put the link in the bottom me and chance we talked about fashion and this week we talked about if you watch season crown season five of the crown we talked about the fashion of season five and you know that's my outlet where i ain't got to talk about trans stuff (laughs) (laughs) this is where we do the education of trans (laughs) stuff but that's where i I talk about other interests and so check out chasing threads on all platforms
1: Hey, bye
0: y'all
1: Peace, y'all. Well, that's it.
0: Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all.
1: And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday so you definitely don't want to miss out.
0: You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com And that's it for us, y'all. Bye! Bye-bye! You gonna say bye-me? Yeah?
2: Oh, bye, y'all! Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be alright Oh, don't you-